0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.
1: This is your official spoiler warning. Zach and Mish take no responsibility for uh, any parts of this movie that are spoiled because we're going to talk about it. But if you haven't seen it, like, just, it's cool. Peace. I hate
0: the word. I got trust. I
1: got one leg. You're gonna pop chicken the ticket. Gonna play a little cornstarch. I'm werewolf yeah. man Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Legwazama Rama, uh, a podcast where two good friends from Australia talk, uh, watch one film, TV series, TV episode. Um, interview piece of media starring the brilliant, perfect, amazing John Leguizamo and then talk about it for about 10 minutes and then just whatever pops into their brain for an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am one of those two hosts. My name is Zachary Ruane, uh who you might know from just having recently put his headshot on his IMDb page. But he needs a new headshot because everyone tells him his headshot looks like a LinkedIn profile photo. I'm joined, as always, by Mish Witchrup, who you might know from.
0: You might know me from my most recent headshot, which was in 2012, Mm -hmm. which was my final year of acting school. Wow. I haven't had a headshot taken since then. And on that day, I was supremely hungover. Mm. and I'd forgotten to wash my hair. So I have really oily hair and big, deep bags under my eyes. I don't think people can access that headshot. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Uh,
1: it would be on Facebook.
0: Yeah, it would be out I'd, there I'd be
1: confident that if someone listening knows Mish... He's friends with her on Facebook. Go find that picture. Please send, send it, it to everyone. It. Send it to us. Send it to me.
0: Send it to John.
1: Uh, don't send it in the Mission Zach DMs because Mish will get to it first and, and make sure I don't see it. We want that headshot of Mish with bags under her eyes, oily hair, wearing tracksuit pants. Mm hmm. Um,
0: I have some pretty shitty photos of you when you were younger too, though. Oh, i got all the shitty photos. I yeah, you've embraced it I by I share them
1: most thirsty. No, see,
0: all people know me from a delicious thirst traps on we Instagram. Love thirst trap. And when that old headshot comes out, there goes my brand, <laughs> you know. Mish,
1: how are you today? That's the intro done.
0: Um, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, good. I'm a bit hungry. I ripped out a muffin to eat and then Zach, uh, the professional that Zach is, says don't eat a muffin during pod. So I'm I, not going to do it. I'm I not going to eat f- a
1: muffin. For your own good, I, for the record, I, I, I'm not a professional. I just have another podcast, which uh, is equally unlistenable, so I don't know why I pretend to care. <laughs> but I just said, for your, I said, you are welcome to eat that muffin. Well, we don't um, care too much about the listener here at Mission <laughs>
0: Hold on, let's, correction, Zach cares not for the listener. That's
1: true. I don't care. care. Mish cares. Mish cares. And I I just said to Mish, if you care about the listener, if you care about yourself, I used to eat sometimes in podcasts and you can probably go back and find them and it's very confronting. These microphones pick up everything and it's just very like.
0: Well, because I do care about the listener, I have chosen to spend the next 40 minutes recording a podcast about Land of the Dead with a half-eaten delicious vegan chalky muffin in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to touch it once.
1: That is the podcaster's life is sitting in front of a delicious something. Usually a baked good. I don't know why. I think, I think because usually you're grabbing a baked good. With a coffee. Yeah, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm running late to the podcast. And uh, with radio, you cut to a song, yum, 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 you yum, munch yum, on the... Yum, yum. But, like, with a podcast, there's no window to munch on the...
0: I think as well when I get asked to do a podcast, ninety nine percent of the time it's a comedy podcast, mm. and I feel like I can't be funny without a coffee. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um,
0: when it's with you, I'm like better get a coffee so that I'm funny with Zach. But also I'm going to get a baked good because we feed each other's worst habits.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> and yes, we. Do. When I
0: when I think about spending time with Zach, I think about overeating and crying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the that's the Zach Rowan way. Hmm. I um I uh, made the decision. Cause, uh, just because there 'll be more live things this year, hopefully I was like i 've got to get fit like i 've got to get fit mm. um, not like i 've just like I did nothing for a year mm-hmm. in isolate like nothing and it 's like I have to I, I think about an hour long anything i 'm mm-hmm. um, nervous about our half hour intros, which we 've done now mm-hmm. um, when you 're listening to this we 've done at least a couple of them intros to our uh, lido live show live screenings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the idea of an hour of, like, sketch comedy.
0: Oh, petrifying.
1: Well, not even petrifying. It's just, like, impossible. I'm just, like, there's no way that this vessel yeah. can do that. This vessel can sit and be mad at people on Zoom.
0: i It's funny you say that about sketch comedy because I've had that, like, just with my life. I had a dirty dishwasher, not clean dishwasher, sorry, that needed to be unloaded, put away. Mm-hmm. It was such a daunting activity that I just didn't do it and for a week I used the dishes that were in the dishwasher until the dishwasher was empty and then I reloaded it with the dishes that had been in that dishwasher. Mm. And I was like, you could have just unloaded the dishwasher because it's just too daunting. The concept of unloading a dishwasher became too much for me.
1: Do you want to hear my dream home? Like one of the features of my dream home is an industrial dishwasher. No one's ever been able to explain to me. I think it's like a water thing Mm. or like a... It takes a lot of energy, or you have to keep them. But no one's ever explained to me why industrial dishwasher you know, the ones that like yes. in HOSPO where it's like the big, big tray yeah. and you draw, roll it in and then you just pull the hole. Yes. No one's ever been able to explain to me why you can't have one of them in your home.
0: It's a big, big, takes up a lot of bench space.
1: Yeah, but this is dream home, big country living. My
0: dream home has someone who cleans up after me.
1: Yeah, that's because also
0: I'm creating jobs. That's the way
1: to say it. That's the way to do it. Yeah,
0: I'll be. My dream home has uh, abundance of people in which I've created jobs. Here's my
1: question to you: You're a billionaire, millionaire, right? Yeah. You are. Get out of here, Grimes. You are fucking the shit out of Elon Musk. Fuck yeah. You're just fucking him. That faceless, is the dream. Right? And he's like, oh, I reckon I could have tunneled the Thai kids out. And you're like, yeah, fuck. Tunnel
0: me, me out, cunt. Can't yeah.
1: Fucking fuck yeah. me, cunt. Yeah. Um. And he's like, yeah, well, I reckon um, 420 Bitcoin. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you, bitch. And yeah. punch him in the face because yeah. he likes it like that. Yeah. There's a safe word and everything. Anyway, you punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and he says is the this safe the First time we're having sex? No, no. This is like you're in a relationship with him. Oh,
0: we're relate like committed.
1: You are in a committed relationship with Elon Musk. Grimes, funnily enough, is now dating um, my partner Matt. Matt.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: And I've like, and I and I've dropped you. (laughs) I'm now friends with Matt because I love Grimes. Oh, cool. And I go around for dinner, and I'm like, that
0: would bother me. But luckily, I'm getting plowed by Elon Musk. So yeah,
1: so you're fucking Elon Musk. Me, Matt, Grimes and Annie are, like, going out for dinner Does Matt really like Grimes?
0: Does he miss I, me? No, does, I don't does, think so. Does, I don't think so. Does, does my my partner, yeah. whom I love dearly, yeah. does he miss me in this scenario?
1: You know what? I suspect, like, so I had a DM with Grimes. <laughs> I had date with C. Her name's C. Uh, okay. Grimes is a stage Let's name. Let's just call her Grimes. No, her name's Claire. Or she goes by C now. And uh, and I I was talking to C, and and she was like, "Was Matt or, like this distant with Mish?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "He's really distant. He's always on his phone. He doesn't hug." And I'm like, "Oh my god!"
0: Oh, he doesn't hug.
1: You know, I go, "Oh my god!" And uh, like, and then we chat some more, and and then C goes off and does a DJ set uh, in the city. <laughs> And Annie comes up to me and she's like, "What were you talking
0: did about?" Did Matt go to the DJ set? No. Oh wow. He's, he's,
1: he went home like an hour before we oh were even told, right? And Annie comes up and she's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I think Matt's still in love with Mish." Oh and God. then she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "I think," and I was like, "Didn't Matt leave?" Has her? Annie
0: not picked up on this? Wait, did no. Matt leave me?
1: And I'm like, "No, no, didn't no." Matt Mish Mish had a Twitter exchange with Elon Musk. I think there was an overlap, is what I say. is like, I never said this, but I think there's an overlap. I think... You throw me under
0: the bus. Well, you you are fucking Elon Musk behind Matt's back. (laughs) What am I meant to do? You have no idea what was going on between Matt and I. You don't know what agreements we came to.
1: Okay.
0: You don't know. And the fact that you would then spread that nasty rumour, I'd be, again, I'd be mad if I wasn't... Being absolutely rammed Arrammed. by Elon Musk,
1: and then get you can like Uber Eats anything you want because he's that rich. That's so like after it, you could go. He'd be like, "Do you want Macca's? And you go, "Ah, oh, I kind of feel like a Pepsi and Macca's. And he's like, "I can arrange that. I'm that rich. I'll yeah. just get. I've got two phones. I can Uber Eats both." Fuck
0: yeah, me actually here. I need a Deliveroo app up here. I bought you a new phone. Yeah, you can pull up Deliveroo on that.
1: Yeah, but he's like,
0: okay. Twitter. Well, okay. <laughs> Anyway. I'm
1: really big on my Elon Musk just being a big dork.
0: <laughs> so basically what you've said is in your, you're a millionaire billionaire. You're being ploughed by Elon Musk. We've established that the person I love, Matt, misses me, which is all I care about at this point. So mm-hmm. great. So back to the point. I'm a millionaire billionaire. I'm having the sex with Elon Musk. We're in a committed relationship. You're Go Elon on.
1: Musk. Do you really want staff in your house all the time? No. I think the idea, because you're in in a lot of ways, you're like the manager in that situation. Mm. The idea of being a boss at home, and there are employees in your home mm-hmm. cleaning your home, is uh, not a fun idea for me.
0: I've never had a cleaner ever yeah. in my life. Every single time I clean my shower, every single time I'm like, I'm going to get some. I'm going to pay someone to do this next time because cleaning the shower. I mean, last week we touched on how awful I was at cleaning the balcony. Mm. Cleaning the shower is my least favorite task.
1: Well, because there's no there's no reason why it's filled with dog piss, but somehow yeah, it
0: is. exactly. But for some reason, I'm <laughs> knee deep in dog piss. And you're
1: always knee deep in dog piss. Um, <laughs> no, look, I actually don't. I I could see a scenario if I was well off enough. Which let are, me in, tell in you, in your situation, let you me fucking tell you, kids. In this situation, yeah. my fucking grimes.
0: Yeah. Annie dumped you? Okay. You cr- Okay, so this is the situation. Annie yeah, yeah. dumped you out of nowhere.
1: All right. We're done. You're
0: done. This is this Who'd she five, leave me five, for five no one she's just not interested in you anymore. Oh. Cold. Really cold. cold. Yeah. And this is 4 months ago. Yeah. Okay. You go for one of your walks because you're you're having a cry. I love a walk. Love a walk. And yeah. she's just she's left. She literally told you she's leaving 4 hours later all her stuff was out of the house. Yeah. Leaving you with a beanbag. And a, a podcast mic to your God, name. I want
1: to bring beanbags back.
0: Yeah. Anyone who's always left by their partner who has everything end up with a beanbag chair.
1: Beanbags suck, actually. Yeah, they're
0: all shit. They're yeah. really hard to dispose of. Anyway, yeah. beanbags. you've decided to go for a long walk. You go for a walk, you get to a bus stop, you sit down at the bus stop, and you start to weep. Yeah. It's like 2am. No okay. one's out. Yeah, 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 And then all of a sudden you hear this like, you okay? Yeah. Grimes <laughs> British.
1: No, she's American. Uh-huh. Canadian.
0: Oh, okay. Hey, are you okay?
1: Well, hey there, bud.
0: Yeah. Well, hey there, trooper. Hey there.
1: I was just writing, uh, I was just uh, uh, doing some well, hey music there, over there. And, uh, oh, I, thought oh. I, you I thought
0: I saw you crying. I thought I saw you crying.
1: Oh, oh, that, oh, wow. Okay, then. All right. All right. And then she sits oh,
0: next to you. Oh, that's about time that you. That's about time
1: you. And
0: she puts her hand on your knee and she tells you, like, I'm so sorry, everything's okay. Before you know it, You've spent five hours at this bus stop talking to Grimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's like Flash I'm like,
0: forward four months, you two have been fucking the whole time. Okay, cool. Like every other night. You haven't gone to work for a while. Yeah. Auntie Donna's really mad at you.
1: Yeah. But I'm like, come on. But it's you're Grimes. having sex with Grimes. Yeah, so there's a
0: part Grimes. of Mark Broden, Tom, Sam, and Max, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You're really rich. And she's bought you a big fucking house. Yeah. She's just like, I don't want you to have this house. And Do you reckon she's making that kind of money? Yeah. I'm not. She she got out with a lot from Elon. Ah, right. Yeah, he paid her off for a lot of his secrets.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Secrets that he'll soon pay you off for. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's what I'm waiting for.
1: Yeah, yeah, Hmm. yeah. Um. So what's
0: um? You said you were setting up a scenario so that you were the millionaire billionaire.
1: I'm the millionaire billionaire. I would have a big house. Uh, if I was a millionaire billionaire, mm-hmm. I would give it all to charity. I would give it all. Oh fuck off! I would. Um, I would. Uh, you would have a coffee
0: machine in your bedroom. Yeah, that's I mean. insane. That is insane. It's so stupid. That is what a kitchen is for. Zach, should we talk about the movie that we're here to talk about?
1: Uh, we will, but I just want to say about the Grimes. I'm I'm having sex with Grimes in my big mansion.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that's disrespectful. It feels gross for a man to say that. You can fuck Elon. Yeah. You can talk about fucking Elon Musk. You can talk about me having sex with Grimes. Okay. It feels a little you, weird. Then just
0: say you're spending time with Grimes.
1: I'm, I'm spending time with a wealthy pro- music producer.
0: Yeah. And I'm the one who says Zach performer. is fucking Grimes. Well, whatever.
1: <laughs> this is a hypothetical though. Yes. So in that situation, I've got a big mansion, I've got a coffee, I've got a little pod thing, like a little tasteful little pod machine.
0: Next to your bed.
1: In the big bedroom. It's a big bedroom. It's over near the chaise
0: lounge. You have a chaise lounge? We're talking a big bedroom over in Who the corner. Who bought you the
1: chaise lounge? Well, it's over, it's like, it's in a, there's a, there's a cab, piece of
0: cabinetry. What kind of? What fucking house would you have to have? Maybe you a look chair at, with a blanket know, on no, it. No, you, you know said, I mean? shade, there's no going back now. Okay. What kind of house would you have to have? What kind of person are you? And what kind of house do you have? If you look at a spot in your house and you go, I reckon a chaise lounge would look great there. You never sit on them. You don't sleep yeah. on them. No one uses them. And they're always like, like, cover like, that is excessive. If you're at a point in your life where you're like, I'm going to go buy a chaise lounge, reassess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. What I'm saying is, if I'm in a in a bedroom that big, that one needs to fill it with furniture other than a bed.
0: You've got a coffee pod machine.
1: I have a nice piece of subtle cabinetry that you can open up, make a coffee with. Hey, eh, delicious! Makes it like a little hotel. Hey, eh, delicious! Hey, eh, delicioso! <laughs> so I'm in this in this scenario, right? Well, that place is really big. I need stuff. <laughs> Grimes leaves me. Mm-hmm. She's she's back with Matt. <laughs>
0: She goes back to
1: Matt and I'm like, Matt still loves Mish. You
0: and Matt must have a lot of beef at this point because you stayed friends with me Yeah, and then you went and took Grimes off him.
1: No, she left him because he still loved you.
0: Oh, has he come back to find me? Has he made that effort?
1: He made the effort. You said, no, I'm with Elon now.
0: Oh, my God. Why did Matt come out so bad in all of this? Can you make a good story for Matt?
1: He, He... He's dating a... Well, I think beautiful. Other people might disagree. He's dating a beautiful, successful, talented uh, person now. Oh, great. And he just had his heart broken by one as well.
0: Zach. Bless. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> so he, she's gone back to Matt. Even though Matt clearly still loves you. Yeah. Um. You've... A fun fact. You and Elon broke up and now I, there's rumours in the... There's rumours that you're dating um, the Amazon guy. Is this true?
0: <laughs> no, those tabloids—they love to make up. Shoes. You're not. You I'm single and I'm thriving at this. point. You
1: haven't, uh, but because what I heard was at a New York fundraiser mm. for a hospital, mm. uh, $10, a ten thousand dollars a seat at a table. You know, ten thousand. You. You and um, what's his name from Amazon? What's his name from Amazon? I don't remember. Just like the cunt. It's like Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah, Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor cunt. Yeah,
1: you and Lex Luthor were just like meow, 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 chatting away. We had a
0: chat. Um, we spoke, but nothing happened. Like these, I'm so sick of the tabloids. <laughs> um, no, we had a chat. Um, but no, I went there single, and I'm now. Um, I'm actually going on a retreat tomorrow. Oh, nice. Uh, one month of silence. Nice. And at, during that one month of silence, um, I make a pledge to three years of celibacy. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. All that. I, well, I mean, I had a lot to deal with. I left the love of my life for Elon Musk, oh, yeah. who then dumped me.
1: Did he dump you? I
0: think that's what you said.
1: Oh, I thought you left him.
0: <coughs> so there goes my ego. And then, obviously, the love of my life now is dating this person who's far more beautiful, talented, and successful than I'll ever be. No, and I've had now. I'm I'm really reassessing myself. So I've taken my millions that Elon has given me for his secrets. Yeah, and um, I think just the
1: fact that he likes you to punch him. Yeah, what? He likes you to punch him. Oh, among sex. other things. Oh, right. There's, there's more than lot. that. Okay, I'll, I'll well, tell yeah. you off air.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I trust you Yeah Um, So now I'm just going to take my millions upon billions of dollars And just be a lady of the land
1: Yeah, I understand You get it? Start a not-for-profit
0: Yeah, I'm going to buy an old school bus and hollow it out And and then rebuild a tiny home inside it that's actually quite luxurious Love that And then travel around Australia
1: So what I'm going to do, right?
0: Who are you with now?
1: I'm single as well
0: Oh, you want to come with me?
1: No, oh. because what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell the big mansion with the chaise lounge. It's too big. You Just have sell, to have staff yeah. in there. Yeah, I'm going to sell that and I'm going to get a, uh, I'm probably going to get a penthouse in the city and a nice country home.
0: You've always wanted that country home.
1: Country home and a penthouse in the city. But both of them, not unreasonably sized is what I would say. Like not.
0: How many bedrooms?
1: Do I have kids in this scenario?
0: Have you and Annie had kids?
1: In this scenario? Not yeah. no, not now, but, like, have I had kids in this scenario? Yeah, you got two of them. Two kids? Do I have a kid with Grimes?
0: No, they're both Annie's children.
1: Okay, so I only see them, uh, like, uh, you get every them, second.
0: You get them every weekend. Okay. So alternating Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, Monday.
1: Okay, so I get them every weekend.
0: Yep, alternating Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, Monday.
1: Okay, so I get them then... Uh, In that scenario, they have a room each. I have a room and there's a spare room. There's four bedrooms. It's a big place.
0: Yeah, it's big. Four bedrooms is big.
1: It's a big place. Uh, Manageable, though. But the bedrooms aren't crazy. They're big enough for a bed. Mm -hmm. Um, The kitchen is cool. The kitchen is quite big. Did
0: you buy those little glow-in-the-dark stars and put them above your children's bed? Yes. On the the ceiling? That's nice.
1: Um, But it's an architecturally designed... Um, one of, it's like it's, it's, it's got some tiny home thought behind it Yeah, Even though it's a quite a big place So I it's very smart A
0: lot of storage
1: A lot of storage uh, Really multi-use spaces Lots of like wall beds that go into the roof And walls that fold down yeah. That sort of thing
0: Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds really nice I think it'll be lovely. And I think you're going to have a lovely life there with you and, and your in kids.
1: that And in that place, I get someone in once a week to do a, a, a broad tidy. But otherwise, that, that's it. Because I'm rich in this scenario.
0: Yes. You've got... Yeah, you're, you're, you're well said.
1: Because I, I, of the divorce. You
0: sold the mansion.
1: And I sold the mansion. And I built a place... like. The, the craftsmanship of the building and the architect it, 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 was, it was God nearly as expensive as the mansion. Yeah. But it's smaller, it's more manageable, it's Great. Really beautiful. And I get a cleaner in once a week. On Thursdays, they clean for two hours. Yep. Two of them come in, they clean for two hours. But they're just like, like, I just pay the company, the company pays them, and that's it. Otherwise, there's no staff at the house. It's my house. I clean, get the kids to do chores. That's, that's, that's the dream. And most of my money goes towards my not-for-profit. What do you think of that?
0: I think there was a point in that last 30 seconds where I forgot what we were doing.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's fair. All I wanted to know is did you want staff?
0: No. I think that I like the – like I said about cleaning my shower. There is something appealing about having someone come in to clean my shower once a week.
1: All I was going to say, yeah, the same, is if I had a good amount of money, I think I would go so far as to get someone in once a week. That would be the, the furthest I would go. The idea of having a, like a house manager, which I saw on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the idea of having a house manager... Is actually unpleasant to me. The Mm. idea of having, like, a a home chef is unpleasant to me. No, yeah, no, that's weird.
0: I don't want other people walking around my house. It's strange.
1: You've got an employee. You've got a waiter. No, thank you.
0: No, thank you. Do you know what I do want, though?
1: I want to talk about Land of the Dead.
0: Yes, thank you. Here we go. Go. Go for (laughs) Um, it. Thanks, everyone, for sticking. How long did that go for?
1: Oh, 21 minutes. Oh, is that all? Yeah, you kept looking like it was going for an hour. Because
0: I was looking at the wrong numbers then. I was like, why are we talking about this shit for so long? Was that only 20 minutes? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I was kept giving you eyes. You were like,
1: wrap this I up. I was getting rude. You really were like rude. giving me those eyes at 13 minutes. I was like,
0: come on. Well, to be honest is... with you, I don't like that you've implied that I'd leave my partner for Elon Musk.
1: Oh, you said you were in an open relationship at that point.
0: No. At that point in this scenario. Oh, in this scenario. No, I'd never been in an open relationship.
1: Yeah, no. But not that's for that's a topic Morris. for another.
0: That's a topic for a, this another This was podcast. a
1: hypothetical. I. This was all a hypothetical. Well, I
0: would never put a hypothetical Zach in the kind of situation where he would leave Annie. In fact, in this hypothetical situation, I made your partner look like a bitch, and yeah, she left, she left,
1: you. left me. Yeah. No. Uh, when there's smoke, there's fire. If she left me, I must have been like a. Cunt. Yeah,
0: you were probably a dog.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs>
0: you were probably a dog.
1: There, there was a reason.
0: Well. The reason that we're here today is to talk about a John Leguizamo film that has absolutely nothing to do with mansions, cleaners, or grimes. A
1: little bit to do with mansions. I want to say, well, like, penthouses, oh, yeah. wealth wealth inequality, Mm. I want to talk, before we say this uh, Mish asked if I'd seen the film, Mm -hmm. which indicates to me a character judgement that I won't go too far (laughs) I've always watched the films, I've never not watched the film, I want to say that Um, and I said yes I have, but I I said to Mish, I said I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. because for the first time, almost well A, Mish didn't send me a text saying what she thought of it halfway (laughs) through watching it, and B for the first time, I honestly don't know. I, in in any real sense, I do not know what Mish would have thought of this movie. Yeah,
0: I don't know what you think of it either. And
1: I'm really intrigued to find out. Um,
0: we felt we did this already with another f- movie that we did. What was it? And you had no idea how I felt about it. And then when I was like, I really liked it. You're like, oh, no, no, it was the counselor. And yeah, I like, told you. I implied. I liked so, yeah, it, you implied yeah, you implied you liked. It. I'm like, I'm ready to fight you. And then. We both obviously agreed on what it's but like. But I'm so. curious.
1: I'm really curious to hear what you think. And, and, and this could bring out real wankerzack if we're not... So, ooh, it's going to be interesting. Great. I, you almost... I think you need to do, like... I think we need to have, before we launch into it, like a mansplain alarm... If mm-hmm. I start getting too mansplaining, Tom, if
0: you are listening to this, can you create some sort of like mansplain? I was and just you
1: th- say it and then go.
0: Wee, wee, wee. I like I like Tom. Let's put him to work. Yeah, put him to work. <laughs> Tom, create some sort of mansplain alarm, <laughs> and that when either, either Zach says I'm about to mansplain or I say he's mansplaining,
1: you do the alarm. Now,
0: now, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't hear an alarm, you know now know that. Tom, who edits our podcast, doesn't listen to them. And,
1: and you or also know we haven't Mish told Tom to do it. Mish didn't give Tom the note to do it. Yeah, or, <laughs> or, that. or So let's yeah. test
0: it out right now. Tom, insert an alarm here. Mansplain. Great.
1: That there is the Mansplain alarm ready to call me out. out. Selling
0: a little or a lot?
1: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
0: All right. Um, I'm on blurb, which is always fun. Okay. Uh, the movie that we watched is The Land of the Dead, directed by George A. Romero. <clears throat> In an apocalyptic world where dead people are coming back to life with a hunger for human flesh and an inability to walk in a straight line, humans are forced to protect themselves. But as the zombies begin to evolve, they learn how to communicate and through various grunts, moans and screams, they've all decided that they should run the world. Meanwhile, the humans have created a kind of class system where some people live seemingly safe and pleasant lives with wine and polo shirts, Mm. where others attend cage fights and strip clubs and drive beat-up cars that are shit. I reckon this movie is about power and class as well as dead people eating guts and shooting machine guns. John just wanted to insert that in there. I got the film. (laughs) (laughs) John plays Cholo, a fast-talking tough guy that works as a mercenary for Kaufman, played by Dennis Hopper from Super Mario Brothers.
1: Oh, yes, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Kaufman
0: the character that Dennis Hopper plays, is kind of like the mayor of the human world and is exactly like Cooper from Super Mario Bros. Yes! <laughs> Cholo ultimately gets bitten by a dead old woman and becomes a zombie. Great.
1: Great um, little blurb. Still don't know
0: what you thought. Okay. um. So I'm a big fan of horror film and when Zach and I were trying to decide what to watch this week, we both kind of, rec- rather than following a fairly regimented order which we don't have, um, we were just kind of like, what do you feel like watching? Oh, I don't know what I feel like watching. I should say
1: that you usually choose. I should say that Mish usually yes. chooses. And the reason Mish chooses is because she's very conscious of the broad array and not getting too repetitive because I'm a little pleasure-led and I'm a little bit like, mm. I want to watch. And it's like I, we'd just do Chef every week yeah. if it was me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and after last week, which was?
0: Street Hunter and then a star. Uh, the Sun is also a star.
1: Mish said, "You know, we we we'd had a run of like." Mish said, "Zach, why don't you choose?"
0: Yeah, I wanted to give Zach an opportunity.
1: She said, "Why don't you choose?" And I said, "And I I went and I had I went to his IMDb <laughs> and I had a little look.
0: I just thought I was being so generous. I was such a cocky bitch. I was like, Zach, you know what? It's been a big week for all of us, and we have to watch a movie in the next three days. I think." I think you tell me what you would like and then this
1: <laughs> and then an hour later i said mish I'd, I'd really like to watch titan ae i really wanted to watch it when i was a child i didn't go to this detail but it's something i always wanted to watch as a kid never got around to um uh yeah i got back to her within an hour i was like i really want to watch titan ae and mish was like nah <laughs> So, nah, looks lame. No, what I
0: did was, no, what I did was he messaged me and he was like, I really want to watch Titan AE. And I read that and then I had a look at Titan AE and I'm like, I don't want to watch Titan AE. <laughs> so I called Zach. I was like, hey, man, how are you doing? I was like, yeah, good. We proceeded to have a friend chat for about half an hour and then I was like, so, man, what do you think about a horror I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe we should maybe we should watch a horror. And you were like, oh yeah, no. Nah. And I was like, what about what about Land of the Dead? And you were like, oh yeah, I'm that, like, oh, I thought I because no, I no, you did, you did actually. I said, um,
1: you didn't want to watch Titan A.E. And I said, what I said was, I really want to watch a genre film. I said mm. horror or sci-fi, and then I can't remember mm. how we. And then I think you said Assault on Precinct 13, Thirteen, yeah. And I said, well, what about Land of the Dead? Similar yes. era, because I was just like, I really. Was I've been jonesing for genre ever since I watched Blade Two three yeah. weeks ago. I've been really jonesing for genre films, and I was like, "That's why I went for Titan AE," and um, and I was like, "I said horror or sci-fi," and then we found Land yeah. of the Dead, which is horror and, and sci-fi. sci-fi. Ish, it's futury.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not though. It's set in present day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I'm a big fan of horror. So when Zach said like, "What about Land of the Dead?" I had a look. I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Because I'm not really a big zombie movie person, or oh, okay, or an apocalypse person. Oh okay. Like, like Mad Max doesn't really do it for me. Can I say I've
1: been through a apocalypse phase? I loved Mad Max as a teenager, mm-hmm. and I also went through a big zombie movie phase oh, as so a teenager. Oh, this is big for you.
0: Um, so. Uh, my when I went into this, I was like, I'm I'm ready to get scared. It was like ten o'clock at night. My puppy was like completely asleep. Um, I had a bloody big old mug of some bullshit, and I was ready to watch. I had a couple of cookies too. Mm. And it wasn't a horror film. No. It's an action film. It's now it's... I'm not saying that's bad. It's just not what I expected. And I will say this of horror films. I enjoy a horror film when i get scared yeah. and what scares me is what could potentially happen yeah. which is why movies about serial killers crime documentaries that kind of shit scares me things like aliens or zombies don't scare, you. don't scare me because they could never happen yeah like i'm not trying to suggest that aliens don't exist i'm not dumb but like zombies that's never going to happen and fool me bloody if it does. Yeah. But so no, zombies don't scare me. So when I see a bunch of actors limping across a road, yeah. I'm not scared. What I will say though, very entertaining.
1: Very entertaining. Very
0: entertaining. Um it's just it was like zombies are almost comical. Yeah. Like and it is, it's this it was like a it was like a comic book almost. Yeah. Like it was there was like this kind of it was an action adventure film. With John Leguizamo as a lead. Loved that. Oh, my that. God.
1: And, and, and there was a... He was... I would just say... oh uh, 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 No, keep, keep talking yeah. then, we, but we will talk
0: to no, John Leguizamo. No, that's, so that's my part. point. It's like I found this film very entertaining, 100%. Um, make, did it make me want to watch another zombie film? Absolutely. For someone who has never been through a zombie phase, mm. absolutely I'd watch another zombie film. They're fun as. Um, but, no, it wasn't scary. And I love John in this film.
1: Oh! All right. So we'll get to like the zombie stuff because I want to talk a little bit about zombie mm. films, and I might actually just pull out the mansplain a little bit because I'm excited to like talk to you about zombie films.
0: Tom, insert mansplain. Sorry. Mansplain.
1: But before we do, we have to talk about John Leguizamo in this film. Oh, what a thrill!
0: Oh, what a role! I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. He because... comes
1: in like he comes in uh, at the top.
0: Well, yeah. And and the face of this film is the mentalist. What's his name? Simon Baker. Simon Baker. Yeah, so Simon Baker is the face of this film. When you think of Land of the Dead, the poster's Simon Baker. Simon Baker and then um, Big Daddy, the big zombie guy who kind of runs the zombies. Yes. But all of a sudden John's in there very quick. And, 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 and
1: I know not to get my hopes up because oh, yeah. if, if you listen to this podcast or if you watch all of John's films, you know there is a pattern. He's often... Very yes. prominent in the first scene.
0: People love John in the first third of the film.
1: He he comes in with energy, with drive. Mm-hmm. He he really has kaputs. And then about uh, two scenes in usually, not even a third. Hmm. Like two scenes in, very often sometimes a third in, he's out. He's either gone home, he's done, and then we follow the protagonist. Yeah. And then he'll pop back in. Mm-hmm usually he'll pop back in for like one scene for
0: a really great one-liner
1: at around the turning point yep. around like the end of act 2 mm-hmm. start of act 3 john will come back in and be like what do you mean there you know <laughs> it's what i like to call the uh the lincoln lawyer effect
0: yes yes <laughs> because
1: that's when we first noticed it yeah And I was fully
0: expecting... He did a Lincoln lawyer.
1: I was fully expecting Lincoln lawyer and then he just keeps being in it. Every
0: time a new scene happened, it's like there's John's face. Oh, John's back. Oh, there's John. I was loving it. It was great. And not only that, but it's John during my favourite era. I'm not going to lie. When I saw the year, I believe it's 2005, right? Mm -hmm. Was it 2005? 2005. I thought we were going to edge towards Dad Guzamo.
1: We now know.
0: We now know. So we did... uh, What was in 2002 that we did? Recently?
1: Uh, No, uh, we did something in two thousand. Yeah,
0: so So we discovered that in 2002, John is still sexy. Oh, Spun. Spun.
1: Still very much sexy Luigi. Very
0: sexy Luigi. So I'm like, okay, so we established during Spun that John is still sexy Luigi. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 2005 film, I'm like, surely Dad Guisamo's kicking in now.
1: Right. Yeah, because I think there's been Dad Guzamo. Well, I don't know when Dad, we know that. We Dad know
0: that it, Dad Guzamo's Waco.
1: And that's like 2015. 2015. But I really thought Dad Guzamo would be coming in at this point. Same. But we now know that the Sexy Luigi or Hollywood Guzamo which Yeah, this was...
0: is your theory. I still think it's Sexy Luigi. The guy is still fucking cut. <laughs> I was so aroused. I was like, he just looked great. I think I was aroused by the fact that I was doing a podcast about this man, <laughs> and that like he was there in my face doing a great job. The role is this tough guy. It's quick, perfect. It's for him. perfect. It's perfect. And it was just a very entertaining film. The script, bit shit. we'll,
1: we'll talk about all of that. We got to talk about like the, the joy of, of of Leguizamo in a part that suited him. Yes. And not only that, right, so after a time, I was like, I think he's going to be in this a fair while and I think he's going to be the main antagonist, Mm. right? I think he's going to be the main antagonist. And then he has a scene with Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And I go, "Ah, Dennis Hopper's the main antagonist. Yeah. And then Dennis Hopper... As he's leaving, because Dennis Hopper lives in the top of the tower. Yeah. The, where the rich people live. And 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 Leguizamo's like, I did all these bad things for you. Let me let me uh, stay. Let, let me have a, an apartment in the tower. And he's like, that ah, doesn't really work like that. Mm. And then as Leguizamo's leaving, he goes to the security guard. He goes, I won't be needing him anymore. Yeah, and that's when. And then I go.
0: <sighs> John's going to die.
1: Jo- we are one third in. John is gonna die, and the antagonist is actually mm. uh, Dennis Hopper. Mm. And then I, I don't know how you felt. Oh, he's walking down the stairs.
0: Very horny.
1: <laughs> the security guard pulls out his gun. Yeah. And I'm like, here we go. And then I like, I think he like karate chops. chops the, yeah. The karate gun. chops the gun. He karate chops the gun out of out of this security guard's hand, mm-hmm. and like incapacitates the security guard, yeah. and I was like, I, I've come never
0: been... through, John.
1: <laughs> come <laughs> through. I've never been so excited in my life yeah. because in this moment,
0: yeah. I'm like... Imagine being John reading this script.
1: Because he would have been like, here I go. Here I go. I go. <laughs> he would have been reading, he's like, here I go, now I die. Yeah. And then he would have gone, oh, my God, come through, John. <laughs> Come through George, he would have said. Come through George! He would have been so excited. And I'm so excited because in that moment, not only, not only in that moment am I surprised from a plot point of view. I'm like, mm. oh, they didn't kill this guy. Mm. That's interesting. Usually this guy would die at this mm. point. Not only that, I'm going, oh, they didn't kill the guy. I'm going, oh, John's in this. Yeah. John is in John this is fucking in this film. film. Yeah. And... He's not the main antagonist. He's not the big bad. No, we're going to get complex, John.
0: Complex, John. Yes, these are all the thoughts <laughs> that came through my head too. Uh, so, a hundred percent. So, at the point, so this is about two thirds of the way in. John gets bit. Yes. Byers. So basically, we've done the movie in thirds. John doesn't die that's the first third with the karate chop gun incapacitate security guard so I'm like he's not then some other bullshit some other bullshit happens there's a cage fight Simon Baker fuck off
1: everyone's wearing like long sleeve tees it's like we get it you made it in 2005 We get it.
0: Oh, as your a a in a lot of low ride skirts on the girls. And
1: <laughs> as your in like one of those like weird long sleeve kind of tees but with a button up.
0: Dexter shirts.
1: A Dexter shirt. Yeah, yeah
0: Dexter shirts.
1: Oh, yeah, so many Dexter. We get colors. it. It's 2005. In,
0: in light gray.
1: Simon Baker in like a in a nice gray shirt with a weak collar and yeah. like a big chunky overcoat yeah. that really Is too much of a jump between the casual shirt and the chunky overcoat? Why isn't like that's for a suit? (laughs) Yep, love it. Anyway, go on. My two thirds. Some other
0: bullshit happens. John decides he doesn't want to be there anymore because he didn't get his apartment. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as he's walking out, la la la, he gets bit by some old woman. Like, and that's the another part of it was so complex. You've been fighting zombies for years. And all it takes is some dead old woman who just pops up, bites your hand, you're gone. You're done. So he gets bit and we're like, well, fuck, John's going to become a zombie. And then John has this little moment where he's like, you could shoot me in the head right now to his friend. You could shoot me in the head right now because I'm going to turn into a zombie. But fuck it, I want to see what it's like to be a zombie.
1: Yeah, I love the line he said. I I always wanted to know how the other half live.
0: Yes, yeah, which
1: I thought was a great little so recontextualization yes, yes. of that concept. That's yeah, the other half. I don't know if you noticed, in but in my
0: blurb, I got the film. <laughs> so, um, John then turns into a. F- the last third of the movie is John turning into a zombie, and spoiler alert: he comes back for revenge. As on Dennis Hopper as a zombie.
1: It's great. It's
0: so good. So we see John Leguizamo as a zombie. So he had, like, a full day in makeup for that too.
1: Uh, the, and that ending, like, like really good. Oh, really good. Like, really, really, really good. This idea of, like, and he's shooting at him. And yeah. I know at this point he's a zombie even though he's in shadow. Yeah. Like, it's pretty obvious. Good I time. don't know. Yeah. Oh,
0: we know John's silhouette. <laughs> If anyone's going to pick John's silhouette, it's Zach and Mitch. Did
1: you pick he was a zombie at this point? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. very clear. He's getting shot at and he's not dying and you're like, fuck yeah, he's a zombie. Yeah. And he fucking kills Dennis Hopper as a zombie. Mm. And then the whole movie is implying there's stuff, there's like a bit of sentience behind it all. Mm. Just a delicious ending, a delicious arc. The best arc that I think we on this podcast have seen for John. The most interesting, yes. best casting and most interesting arc for a character. But I
0: think also maybe we think that because we had no idea of John's presence in this film before we started watching it because there have been some interesting arcs. A Pyromaniac's love story, for example. Yeah,
1: he had a fair bit to do in that.
0: Yeah, I think to Wong Fu. Yeah. But it's because we knew that. Mm. Whereas in this film, what a delicious surprise.
1: He has a bit to do in Tu Wong Fu, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a tu huge Wong arc Fu. in Tu, tu Wong, Wong Fu. Fu's he goes
0: from partner. a drag princess to a drag queen.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Tu Wong. But this is
0: good. It's, it's, and it's like, fuck, I want more of that. Yeah, it was so nice. It was and, so and nice. But also, just very quick side note, very sad that he had as much, if not more, to do and a more complex arc than Simon Baker and yet got no proper billing for this film.
1: That's true. John's just... But, I mean, this is 2005. It's, like, John's got 30 years. Yeah. I mean, if you're not getting top billing in 2005 and you're Simon Baker, like, that's your year, man. (laughs)
0: That's true.
1: (laughs) No, that's... If Simon Baker, if you're listening... You're all right, mate. Yeah. Thanks for coming Simon, back he, to Oz, and supporting if, our industry.
0: If it's Simon's not listening, maybe someone who knows Simon is. He's an Aussie. Yeah.
1: Maybe we love not, Simon a, Baker. Simon
0: Baker's just a really big Leguizamo Rama fan. We, and we he, love and Simon Baker. And he loves Baker. us because at that time he worked with Johnny Legs on the Land of the Dead.
1: But, you know, I think it was such a thrill to see Legs in such a big part. Now, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'm going to do... Do you want to hear about, like, a little bit of nerdy stuff I, about... Is
0: it time to mansplain?
1: Time to mansplain. Mansplain.
0: mansplain.
1: Um, So, do you know who George Romero? George Romero is.
0: Yes, he's the famous zombie movie guy.
1: So he's these like like the zombie movie guy. Like yes. he invented the genre. Evil Dead. Uh, no, that's uh, Sam Raimi. Okay. So he did The Night of the Living Dead, which is the original zombie movie. So, so there was
0: actually genuinely explains to me because no, I don't know.
1: Right. So. Before that, zombies were. Now this is my understanding, and, and please, I'm sure there's bigger nerds than me listening, so so you can check me on this. But before that, zombies were a uh, were a uh, I believe a oh, I've forgotten the word, um, sort of Caribbean concept. What's the Caribbean religion? It's uh, Creole, Caribbean...
0: Mm, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Voodoo. Hula,
1: voodoo. Voodoo. Voodoo.
0: voodoo. <laughs> oh, I was going to say voodoo, but I didn't know if that was like... The, the hoodoo
1: thing. gurus. <laughs> yeah, if I've mixed up cultures there, I'm, I apologise. Anyway, it was a voodoo concept. It was the concept of of people in like a trance-like state. Before um, George A. Romero came along, it was a very... So there had been references to zombies before that, right? There were zombie films in the 40s and 30s um, but in, in all those cases, it was more about curses. It was more about people being put in a trance. The modern concept of a zombie, the modern concept that a zombie is dead people rising from the dead en masse, so many tropes of the genre were invented by George Romero. He is to zombie films what J.R.R. R. Tolkien is to fantasy films. They, really? He took... A concept which was like um, the the genre. What when you think zombie, it's because of him. Like what you think, ninety percent of what you think when you Uh, think zombie is because of him.
0: I'm just going to throw out some of his titles: Land of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, (laughs) Diary of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. So a lot of these, a lot
1: of those, are probably like EP credits because what he did is he invented the genre with. Night of the Living Dead, and, and really very fully formed as well. I haven't seen Night of the Living Dead for a really long time. Mm. But what he also did right from the start is he injected allegory and themes within his film. So yep. Night of the Living Dead um, is nominally about the first zombie outbreak and then people go and, go and lock themselves in a house uh, as they try to invade. But it's also about um, tension. It's about all like so many different themes. Mm. Um, It became a genre after this film. It it became its own genre. And then he made a sequel in the 70s called Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is like the fucking bee's knees.
0: I've Uh, never seen any of these.
1: So, well, it, it... it's so good. Dawn of the Dead Should is so I watch good. watch it? Yeah, 100%. We'll watch it together. We'll make a thing of it Do I sometime. need to
0: have watched the first one before I watch no, it?
1: No, no. He comes from an era, particularly because he's schlocky, like it's it's drive-in sort of horror movies, like you can't assume people have seen things. So Dawn of the Dead, and also Dawn of the Dead starts afresh. Dawn of the Dead isn't a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead, I don't think. Dawn of the Dead is all about... Kind of
0: like you can watch Land of the Dead without having seen Dawn of the
1: Dead. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but arguably, Land of the Dead is a direct sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Um, so, Dawn of the Dead is about the outbreak, and instead of going and hiding in a house, it's about a group of people that go and hide in a soup, in a shopping center. In the soup. In the soup. <laughs> um, in the soup. They hide in a soup. Blah, 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 blah. The zombies will get them, it's more delicious. I was gonna say supermarket, but I'm in a shopping center, like to a big yeah. chadston like shopping center.
0: Chatty, they go hide at Chatty. Say it, say they hide it. Chatty. They hide
1: at Chatty, and it, but it's a th- three-hour film, right? It's Dawn of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and it's it's trashy. It's like got I want to watch it. It's got th- some of the best gore effects. It's
0: I, scary. Uh, Could yeah. my pussy partner watch it?
1: Uh yeah. It's from the '70s. It's gory, like it's very gory, like this film was. Mm. Um. And it's bleak, but it's it's. I love it, right? And mm-hmm. it's very seventies. I think I think most people like. I just like go ha ha ha, gore. Like I think gore at that level is as much fun as it is, um, is is as much fun as it is, um, scary in my opinion. You know, because yeah. it's so fake. Um, anyway, so quick side note: I forgot we
0: were recording then and started eating my muffin.
1: <laughs> so sorry. It's fine, guys. It's fine.
0: It doesn't mean I don't love you. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I'm, I'm going way, way, way off topic. But basically, Dawn of the Dead, he really drove home the themes and the idea of zombie film as allegory because what happens – I if you haven't seen it, go watch it, but I'll give it away for you. But basically what happens is for about an hour of the movie, they end up spending months in the shopping centre and it ends up being like – Why don't they just leave? Because there's zombies outside.
0: Are there zombies in the shopping centre No, too? no,
1: they barricade the shopping centre – and it's the idea. Teenagers? That, no, like a group of people. Like a group of people, they wake up. There's zombies around. They go to it. Mm. They they congregate and and then build like. Then they barricade. Because I've seen the Shaun of
0: the Dead, so it's kind of like what they do to the pub in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's what they do in Night of the Living Dead. That's a trope. The way most zombie films play out is people wake up like, and it starts with one or two zombies. You can handle one or two zombies because they're slow. Unless it's there's Zack Snyder zombies. They're slow. It's very, they're like, you can like bash them with a cricket bat. It's really easy. Yeah. The threat of a zombie and why they make such great films for, mm. for me is that it's the volume that's the problem. Yes. You can kill one zombie, you can't kill a hundred zombies and, and it starts easy. And then as the film progresses and there's more and more zombies, it becomes more and more impossible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and when you get a director that comes along and is interested in every scene being kick-ass, like mm. a Zack Snyder, yes. they lose the point. Of, what if they can run? It's like, well, then it's not there's no escalation. Anymore. There's no slow build. Um, then they barricade somewhere. And then, and then usually what happens is while they're barricaded in, the humans, it's like the zombies are, are not the only enemy. There's mm. humans that are a problem. Anyway, so they do it in a shopping centre. Normally that it plays out over a night, like Night of the Living Dead. But Dawn of the Dead, they're in a shopping centre. And there's this satire in the whole film which is like, despite the fact that there's zombies outside, our modern condition is that if you were to lock yourself in a shopping centre, you would actually live <laughs> the perfect life. <laughs> yeah. Like it's amazing. Like they've got food, they've got beds. beds, they've got music, they've got everything they could possibly want and they actually end up living this like really great life and then it all starts to deteriorate. It's a really brilliant film. And then um, they went on, there's like Dawn of the Dead 2 made by crazy Italian people, um, They like lots of unofficial sequels. The genre went on, kind of fell apart. He did a film called Day of the Dead which I believe is a direct sequel to Dawn of the Dead, and it's about, like, the months after. I haven't seen Day of the Dead.
0: I should really watch Dawn of the Dead. You've made you've sold it really good.
1: Oh, it's a great a film. Mansplaining. <laughs> c- <laughs> and then what happened is in about 2002-ish, Danny Boyle, one of my favourite directors, made mm-hmm. 28 Days Later. Yep, I've seen that. And 28 Days Later is... He wouldn't say it's a zombie film, but it is a zombie film.
0: Yeah, that's a zombie film.
1: And the idea is that it was pure rage. And, and zombie films were out of fashion, so they sold it differently and they said it's not zomb- uh, zombies, it's pure rage. But basically he was like, zombies, but they run. Um, because of that, Zack Snyder made a Dawn of the Dead remake where mm-hmm. he said, well, what if I take the running zombies of... <laughs> of it's like they weren't zombies, but of twenty eight days later. And he's like he basically said, Imagine Dawn of the Dead, but without any of the allegory. <laughs> he cut an hour from it. But
0: What's that Sh- Schneider's biggest film? Uh like uh, Where do I
1: 300. Know that name? He did oh, okay, 300. Yep, yep, all right. He did the Justice League. Yeah, he loves, Justice he loves He loves
0: a lot of grey in his films.
1: He he, he Grey and red. He's a he's a very very big on the moment and yeah. not on the whole, this is my opinion, yes. don't come at me, nerds.
0: Sorry, Zach's about to mansplain Zack Schneider now.
1: <laughs> anyway, I, uh, his Dawn of the Dead is actually my favourite Zack Snyder film because mm-hmm. it's not trying to be the original. It's an hour mm-hmm. shorter, which is so rare for a remake, and he takes that film and he makes it a really efficient, thr- like scary, intense thriller. I, rem- I haven't seen it in years. I really enjoyed it, right? The genre then it reawakens. That they um, Shaun of the Dead is made, which is such an awesome film because it's not a parody of so zombie funny. films. funny! It's a comedy set. It, it's a it's a good zombie film, but it's a comedy. Yeah. People love zombie films again, and George A. Romero had been trying to make this film uh, 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 Land of the Dead for a number of years, but suddenly the the genre is back. Mm. So suddenly, this old horror director from that hadn't really been able to get money to make anything for like a few decades. He'd made bits and pieces, was able to get the money to make this big sci-fi zombie movie he had because of because basically films inspired by him reignited the genre, and he stepped back in to make his film right in the middle of a revival. Is this Land of the Dead? And that's Land of the Dead. The the context with which this film came out is really fascinating. That's really cool, Zach. So it's like, it's sort of a little how Wes Craven directed Scream. It's this, like, in an era of homages, the original Mm. guy came back and did his final dead film. And I'd never seen it. It was one of those funny little films that I just never got around to seeing it. Mm. And I'm so glad I got to see it. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved the film.
0: Yeah, so do I. I really (laughs) enjoyed it. (laughs) I thought I'd like, like. No, I think it was. I think it was pure entertainment. Like I, like I said, there was parts of it was like this is a comedy. Like the, like to me, zombies are very funny. Just the, and I think the he, way they are, and and like I just think I think it's very funny. And to be an actor playing a zombie, what a treat! Oh um, man! But based entertainment, pure entertainment. And I don't know until now. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad I have you here to tell me all about it. It's um,
1: only because it's something I love.
0: Mm, I don't know much about zombie films, but fuck yeah, pure entertainment
1: it's a it's a it's a genre that 's really like second guess I think a lot of people think, but there 's a bleakness to zombie movies that I love mm-hmm. i don 't think they 're scary mm-hmm. i think when they're i think i think they can be funny, and I think he knows they can be funny, like the way that the band at the yeah. start like whether
0: he couldn 't get the the trombone out of the um gazebo yeah there.
1: yeah it's like he knows they're funny and they're lumbering and he has such a way with tone. I think, obviously, you can pick it mm. apart, but he has such a way with tone that he can take these figures and when there's three or four of them, they're funny, mm. and when there's a 100 of them, they're scary. And that's really hard to do, this, this notion of, mm. like, just, like, the slow build. Mm. It happens less in this film than like his other films. Like mice. One
0: mouse, cute. <laughs> 400 mice, petrifying. A
1: lot of mice. Yeah. It's very I I look, I'm not going to say I'm not going to like you could criticize aspects of this movie and I'll be like, yeah, fair. At
0: the end of the day for me, it is honestly about entertainment. I just want to be entertained.
1: And that's what I love loved about it, right? Mm. I, there's so many people that are like in order for something to be worthy, mm-hmm. it has to be serious. Fuck off. No. And it's like, why can't we have a bunch of people in long-sleeve tees mm. making zombies' heads explode? It's
0: how I felt about theatre as well. Oh, yeah. Look, mishplain. <laughs> yeah. Mishplain. We're getting a mishplain. No, but it's how I've always felt about theatre as well and how I go into doing theatre, if I'm writing it or if I'm in it or if I'm reading it or watching it or whatever, is I don't, like, all the conventions are all well and good, but at the end of the day you have to be entertaining. That is... The, the big point. In fact, a director that we worked with at university that you've worked with before, his name is Beng O, said that. Like, I don't really care how you, how you do that. He just... Okay, so here's a little story. Well, I love this. This has nothing to do... Now I'm talking about theatre, but... I don't give
1: a shit. Let's make this a long um, one.
0: I uh, did a show at university called Dr Faustus. Yes. And I was Dr Faustus. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was cast as Dr Faustus. And I had to do this big speech that was in Latin... And I I went home and I I learnt the speech and I, I came in front of the director. I came in front of the director. No, well, mm. uh, no, no, no. Um, I was in front of the director and I did it. And he just goes, no, no, that that's that's boring. Do it again. Do it something. Do something different. And so I did something else. And he was just like, okay, but that that's also boring. Like you need you're being very very boring. And I would say that I did it maybe a dozen times, different ways. And, I was, and he was just like, you need to go and bring back something that is, I don't give a shit if it has nothing to do with what you're saying. I don't care if it has nothing to do with how you feel about something or whatever, it is. I am bored, so entertain me. And I was like, so I took, I took it away and I came back and I ended up pretending to masturbate. <laughs> and he, he was like, that's great, and we used that, which was very, very weird now that I think about it. But um, I've always looked at theatre and film the same way, and it's with that concept. It's like, I don't care about convention like zombie films, for example. I don't care where they came from, the history. Like, I find it very interesting. Yeah. But at the end of the day, just because the film follows a certain kind of historical um, guideline maybe or if it has the right cast or it looks a certain way or it was shot a certain way, Council is a perfect example. Like, you've got a lot of money and you follow all the elements that you want that make a blockbuster film. I don't give a shit. I just want to be entertained. And this movie was very entertaining. Yes, does that make sense? I can't kind of 100%. Of no, no, I, I
1: think, like, I, I, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, like, in a different world, if I'd come in, like, swinging a little less hard for this movie, you would have, like, probably picked out a little more. And you're more than welcome to. That's a, that's a crazy assumption. <laughs> um,
0: no, no, I found it very entertaining. Yeah, I it.
1: think it, it's a fun movie. Like, obviously, it's. But what I love about it, right, is it's, like, it's kind of, like, knowingly stupid. Hmm. It made me
0: just be like, fuck.
1: I love that. I love that. It. It's like, yeah, this is stupid. Mm. It's a zombie movie. Like, let's own, not okay. take
0: it. All right, you want me to pick at something? I don't like how in movies they have to add a romance just cause. Oh yeah, I really don't love that. And they like they just randomly threw in a very cool female character so that Simon Baker could do some flirting.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to defend the 2000. I think 2005 was, I think, the clunkiest era for female characters.
0: Absolutely. I just – I don't – I've never loved that concept of, like, in an action film or a horror film or a sci-fi or whatever, that we've got all this focus on this other thing, but we better chuck in either some tits or a a romantic story. Like, I didn't need the romantic story. I didn't care about the romantic
1: story. No, she was – I mean, we don't – like – I'm not going to defend that. Like that's like I mean the the feminist So yeah, there you go. You want me to shit on the film, film a bit, Zach?
0: There you go. Yeah, There's no, and story. I think but she's... it had nothing to do with John, so I'm happy.
1: <laughs> no, and I, I mean you could like you, you could question some of the. There's a lot you could question about it, but what I loved was I thought it was a really fun movie. I thought it was, yeah, the allegory was probably it was there, mm. um, but it was also there. Like in it, like I remembered as I was watching it. Um, a lot of the reviews and a lot of the conversations was that it was um, a big, big, big... And I'd forgotten about... Like, now it's very much a comment on class and and um, I think there's a lot of stuff about class. But at the time, people were like, oh, this is very much about the war in Iraq. Because 2005... Ah. At the time, people were like, That's, this is so much... And when you think about it... It's absolutely true. It's see, like, I,
0: I saw it much more like the idea, the concept that if the world was to be on fire and the humans had to rebuild again, how it's almost near impossible for humans now to operate without a class system and without without like knowing capitalism, who's on, yeah, yeah, needing some form of totem pole. Oh, like I love the idea of like, how
1: does cash still have value? There yeah, was this moment yeah, that, initially, that, that exactly, yeah. where if I was like one of those video essayists that just pick on films, and if that's what this had become, which it very nearly did. Like this podcast, I would go. How do they like? How do they even ca- how, like? How does cash? Ha-? And then th- that was my first thought. Was like, how does cash have value? And then I was just like, of course, cash still has value. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the world would burn, yeah. and 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 cash would still have value. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. And I, but but that's the thing, right? That's what it means now. Like that's it. It's more timeless than I think people realized when it came out. Mm-hmm. But the allegory of, like, American imperialism and, like, of the war in Iraq is definitely there. This idea of we live in comfort and we dehumanise the mm. enemy and, like, even as they realise, oh, no, this enemy has... Um, is, is They're more human than yeah. we realise. Yeah. They, they, they've got more of a right to life than... than um, it, there's a, there's uh, some really interesting ideas there and I... I just love a movie that you can watch, that you can, like... There's a bit in it. <laughs> this guy... So the, the, the zombies are still very primitive, but they've learned to use tools in the last 30 yeah. years since Dawn of the Dead. And this is one butcher. They all, like... I love that they all turned into zombies at their funn- in their funnest costume. <laughs> <laughs> there's this, like, chef... Or butcher zombie, Mm. and he has a big uh, butcher knife. Mm. There's this bit where this guy, like, he pulls off the grenade, he goes to throw it, and then the the butcher zombie chops off his hand... His hand drops to the floor. He goes, oh, my God. In his pain, he falls over Think on around. his own hand and then explodes in half. Yeah, so good. It is, like, one of the most brilliant pieces of, like, gore choreography. Oh, yeah. It's so
0: good. It, that was my favourite gory bit. Oh, my God. Oh, like- how about the part where um, he, the guy who had been in the fire, so half his face was scarred up, and he just points that gun at that woman and then he shoots yeah. And then she moves her head really quickly and you see that there was a bride zombie behind him. Why was she <laughs> just us this one bride zombie and he shot a bride zombie in the face. It's very good.
1: I, I, love, I love that it's a movie that on those terms, it wants to be appreciated on mm. those terms. It's not asking you to take it seriously on those terms. It's like, yeah, this is stupid and it's dumb and it's gory and it really inventively so, but... Also, the allegory is heavy-handed, 100%. But then you can dig. You can dig Mm. and you can dig. And I love that. I love – I remember I was talking to someone about it and it's like the thing I'm really coming to, and this isn't all me, but it's like the best sci-fi, the best science fiction is about today. Mm -hmm. The best science fiction is about the era in which it's made. It's not about the future. It's about the time it was made. Mm -hmm. And the best horror – is allegory the best horror is metaphor when horror is really really good it's a metaphor for something else uh, and and those are the two things that i think people and those are two genres that are really underestimated but if you want to tell a story about today mm. i think the best way you can do it is through science fiction and if you want to tell a story about like something that's a little complex the best way to do it is through horror that's good. Jack. Well, it's true though. It's. I think I'm, I'm sure I've read it places. No, and no, t- no.
0: It's very good.
1: But it's it's just like I don't know. I just it was just so thrilling to. I'm so glad we went with that. I was. I am
0: so excited to ask for your Leguistamo score. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Hundred percent. Okay.
1: Oh wait. Before we do. Oh yeah. No. Let's do score and then let's do like film recommendations off the back of it.
0: Okay. Cool. We All can right. do that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're looking at a Leguistamo. I knew what I was going to give this. As soon as I finished. The oh, film. great, great, great. And I feel like we're on the same page here, Zach, and it's very exciting. Yep.
1: Oh, good. Um, oh, good. I it didn't is, think you'd go there. It is my
0: favorite genre. Like, the, how, the, when John acts, this is what I like to see him do. Yep. He is. He got some of the best lines. He definitely, without question, had the best arc of any character in the whole film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was in it from start to finish and he got beautiful moments and like any good apocalyptic thriller, he wore a leather jacket, that, oh. but not like everybody else's leather jacket. He's had a red fucking stripe on
1: it. It was the most 2005 leather jacket 2005 I've ever seen in my life.
0: I've ever seen. He was sexy Luigi. It was fucking sick and 100%, no doubt, five Leguistamos from Mish. Oh,
1: Mish, how exciting. I didn't think you'd go there. I didn't yeah, think I'm you'd surprised. go Yeah, I'm surprised.
0: Why? Um,
1: I thought you'd be like, it was fun three. Well, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. I Literally, that's why I was so well, excited about it. Well, we're still about learning about podcast. each other, Zach. I knew it would be a high Leguistamo because he's in it so much, mm. but I didn't know if it would get all the way oh, there. Oh, there's
0: nothing about him in this film that i didn't like
1: it's why i did this podcast
0: yeah it's why i did and one of the reasons it's five is because i did not know what to expect in fact when zach said what about land of the dead i had to make sure he wasn't talking about a different film because i'm like i don't think john's in that yeah and so when he was in it the whole way and like you said when he's meant to die in the first third but he fucking doesn't yeah and when he gets bitten in the second third but you know there's still more to come that that was when i knew
1: the that I'm throwing
0: out my second five five Leguistamos in the whole history, and we've done, at this point, 34 or 35 Have episodes. We really?
1: Oh, my God, kill me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, mate, we've got 120 more to go. So He's making them faster than yeah. <laughs> we are.
1: He's literally making a movie a week. Yeah, we're <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah, well, well, I think it's pretty obvious where I'm <laughs> going to go with this score. I fully agree with you. Not only was he in this as much as he should be in, it in every movie, I think we'd been on a run of him, like, not being in movies enough or yeah. the movies he was in being not good. Like, Baby Legs is in that movie A Fair Chunk, it's The Street, Street Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, but that's but Baby it's Legs. it's Street Hunter and it's Baby Legs. Yeah. You know? Like, come on. I've been so mad, like since Lincoln Lawyer. Since Lincoln Lawyer, what what, I, what I've now deemed the Lincoln Lawyer effect. I've been so furious about it. So the thrill of thinking I'm getting a Lincoln Lawyer film, yes, and and the thrill of seeing no. This is this is like
0: yeah. I this, genuinely thought he was going to die in the first scene.
1: It, this film is on the list. When people say to me, "Hey, what movie should I watch to get an idea of why you love John Leguizamo?" Yes. This film is like on that list.
0: 100%. Now.
1: Zach, what's your Leguistamo rating? Mish, it's got to be five Leguistamos.
0: You know what that means?
1: <laughs> it's a Leguizamarama.
0: It's our Legu- second Leguizamarama ever. Wow. My third five. Yep, your third five because you gave him five for Sesame Street. <laughs> for his Captain Vegetable. And then we both gave him five for what? Two okay.
1: To Two Fu? Fu, probably was
0: that the leg was no, yeah, no,
1: no, because no, Reese didn't go there, didn't he? Yeah, I think I think Reese like stopped it from being a Stamo. Did we do it with Reese?
0: No, well, what was our first? Oh God, I'm gonna have to look it up now. I anyway,
1: anyway, we've we've really soiled the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I think it's completely worthy of Land of the Dead. Oh, oh, oh Latin history for morons. Oh, of course. You, me, Braz, five fucking Leguistamos.
1: How exciting! So how it's exciting. my third. Like,
0: it's my third five as well, because I gave five to two, one for you. gave four and a half.
1: Yeah, sorry, lol. <laughs> um, <laughs> how exciting to have to have another leg, like a Leguizamarama, a Leguizamarama I hadn't seen. Yeah, and a Leguizamarama Same. I wasn't expecting. Same. I was not. This ex-
0: is why we did this
1: podcast. Up. What a thrill! What a joy! I, uh, you're not meant to, I think one of the rules of podcasting, not that we obey any of them, but one of the rules of podcasting is you're not meant to say when you recorded it because it throws people out as mm. they listen to it. But we recorded this the day before we did the, the uh, live presentation and screening of Romeo and Juliet at the Lido. So, and I watched it this morning before we came here. So what a thrill for me.
0: Oh, my God, you get two beautiful Leguizamo's I get two, in 24 hours.
1: two just great Leguizamo at the at the peak.
0: Oh, it's going to be a very good day for you, Zach. Mm-mm. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to watch Land of the Dead, we rented it on YouTube, didn't we?
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. Mish, do you have any, like, any, like, film recommendations off the back of this? Oh. I feel like I gave a massive list. I... I could give more, but. I would,
0: I would, uh, if people aren't zombie movie people and I am not, like you very clearly, every movie that Zach listed, then I haven't seen, except Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is a very good film, it's I, very funny. I love Shaun of the um, Dead. So that would probably be my zombie movie recommendation. Yeah. Um, but if we're just talking movies that we've watched recently that we liked, I am currently watching Are You the One on Netflix, the American version, and it sucks ass. So feel free to watch that.
1: Which along, ones are you the Along one? with me. An oh. awful
0: reality show, Zach. I'm obsessed with it.
1: That sounds amazing. I, um, I, yeah, no, I feel like I gave such a massive list. I actually think, even if you've seen, I think to really enjoy Shaun of the Dead. Mm hmm. Go and watch Night of the Living Dead. Go and watch the original Dawn I'm of gonna the Dead. I'm going to watch the
0: original Dawn of the Dead.
1: And you're going to appreciate Shaun of the Dead so much more because they never call them zombies in any of the movies. Hmm. Notice even in this, there was one reference to zombie on a sign but they never call them zombies. And that's like a whole thing in the genre. They don't call them zombies because zombie is such a silly word. So yeah. do not, so they don't call them zombies. They call them
0: like the infected or whatever. Which then
1: makes the scene in Shaun of the Dead, when you know that... Oh, that's such a when you know that. But when you know that, that makes a scene. You know where he's like
0: mansplain. Mansplaining
1: with Zach, <laughs> um, where he's like, um, where he's like, don't call them that. Where mm. he goes to call them zombies, he's like, don't call them that. You don't call them that. That's like a whole. Says, so like, oh, okay. It's both in world, but also it's like a reference to like all the movies, and it's you, you'll have a great thrill.
0: Beautiful.
1: I'll also okay. say for metaphor, metaphor horror. I think of it, but I you know, recent horror that I loved and everyone's seen it, it's not like it's but uh is Midsummer. I think Midsummer Oh my god,
0: that movie's so
1: good. And that is literally just a movie about rela- right. toxic relationships. Yeah. Through the guise of uh, of a daylight horror through a sort of Oh, it's so good. It's uh I remember thinking it would just be a big Wicker man ripoff. It's
0: Did you see it the cinema? Yeah. Yeah same.
1: Great example of horror as metaphor. Yeah.
0: It's such a good film.
1: Uh, I'm going to read one review and then we're going to wrap this up. Let's do it. Uh, do
0: make it one we've already read.
1: I'm just going to go right to the top, Great. one that was written on Wednesday so we kind of read it. Great. Hopefully it's not a rude one. <laughs> Long Live the Legs, five stars by CC Bubble. I have fallen in love with this podcast, with John and with you two. Oh, oh stop. Every time you mention this being a three-year project, I feel a twinge of sadness it's like dating someone really great, but then they keep mentioning that they will soon leave to travel Europe indefinitely. And you're like, hey, I like to travel. And they're like, I don't really see this as a long-term thing. Anyway, love you guys. You don't have to say it back yet. Well, we love you too. Susie we love Bubble.
0: you, CeCe. I mean it.
1: Um, it's a, do you know what it is? isn't? It, it is a three-year project. Uh, it's, but Mission it's, Zach is forever. <laughs> mission Zach is forever. And I also... Love that you are sad about it. But, like, that's the first time I've heard a three-year project is being... Is it long enough? <laughs> like, not long enough. Um, this one, by the title, I have to read. Okay. So one more. Have we read this one? Five stars but one leg wistamo? No. So this is from Spicy Boy 12. And I'm like, I'm just... this, And they gave us five stars, so we've got to read it. hmm Five stars but one Leg Wostama. Okay, spicy boy twelve, what have you got to say? I don't know.
0: Go for it spicy.
1: This podcast is definitely a five star darling, but if I was rating it Legwistamos, I think it had had to be I think it had had to be one due to the absence of round the clock legs chat. Too much one pot past the chat. Fair call, fair criticism.
0: Yeah, we get that. We, we were prepared for that. Thank you for giving us five.
1: Thank you for giving us five. You know you're... the
0: rules. You get the rules.
1: <laughs> We've heard you.
0: Yeah, we. <laughs> what you're saying. We respect it. We hear you. Thank you for the five stars.
1: We hear you and we're going to listen to you. If you'd given us one star because yeah. of that. Mm-mm-mm. Never
0: would have read that shit. And would but have not we, have hear, taken you we and hear you and we
1: love you.
0: Thank you, spicy boy.
1: And thank you, Mish.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Bye.